Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to episode number 86 of Thyroid Nation Radio live talk show and podcast. I'm Dana Bowman, founder of ThyroidNation.com. And I'm Tiffany Milanich of GratefulGarden.biz and MendingMedicine.com. Today we are talking with the one and only Dr. Kelly Brogan about thyroid and mental health and lots of other things if we can squeeze it in. So we are so excited. We've wanted her on the show since we started and we're about to hit our two-year mark. So this is a big day for both Tiffany and I. We're very excited. We are very excited and so grateful that she's taken the time to be with us today. Of course, if you've missed any of the Thyroid Nation Radio podcasts, Super easy to download and listen to them at your leisure, while you're running, while you're walking, on your lunch break, uh, long drives, all kinds of good stuff. Uh, and you can pick those up on iTunes, Google Play, at Thyroid Nation, Block Talk Radio, everywhere. On the way to your <laughs> Kundalini, Kundalini yoga class, you can listen to us, you know, just you want, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> okay. Dr. Kelly Brogan. I mean, if if you haven't heard of her, shame on you. She is a board-certified psychiatrist and leader of psychiatric care. She studied neuroscience at MIT and earned her MD at Cornell. After 10,000 hours of research and clinical experience at her New York City practice, she has seen what every scientist needs to see, evidence. Evidence of her patients being able to heal themselves holistically without meds. Thankfully for all of us, she has taken the time to teach people through her book, A Mind of Your Own, and her Vital Mind Reset course, which I think there's one today and tomorrow. Not sure we'll ask her. To resolve their symptoms, not manage them. We are so excited to have this time with her. Everybody, ladies and gentlemen, we are thrilled to have Dr. Shelley Brogan today. Let's get this thyroid nation. Oh, blushing over here. (laughs) Good morning, Dr. Brogan. Hi there. Great to be here. Uh, Oh, my goodness. We we are are so so excited. excited. (laughs) In stereo. (laughs) I love it. No, I'm excited to be here. I'm sure we have a lot to talk about and a lot of of common ground to cover. Yes, we do. And your book is really amazing, I have to say. I've got it in my hand here, and... It's just a page turner, and that's just not what I would normally say about, you know, medically written books. I mean, of course, you know, Isabella's, and there's a few out there that I really love, but this is like, I mean, this is like a movie out of this. I love it. I mean, it's fantastic. We want I want, I want Julia movie. Roberts that's to next. play me, if that's all right. Okay, Wouldn't Julia Roberts. Awesome? All right, that's good. Oh, my God. We'll wait for that project. We are ready for that. Right. Working on it. Well, speaking of which, let's just jump right into it because Dana and I, of course, have like, you know, four or five hours of questions for you. <laughs> so we know that, you're, that you have a limited amount of time and we're, we're so grateful. We're sure you have an enormously busy schedule. But let's jump right into your story. I mean, you're, you're MIT trained. It's, you are the best of the best. And then to, to back up and say, uh, wait a minute, how did you get there? Yeah, so, I, you know, I certainly wasn't born enlightened. This has been like quite a quite a journey for me. I was actually raised in a very conventional family. My mom is an immigrant um, from Italy and anyone who's, you know, second generation knows that, you know, sort of education and, you know, sort of doctor lawyer type jobs are 
you know, the focal point of the family. So for me, authority was authority, and I had to sort of get my good grades and follow the rules. And I, and I did that. You know, I was um, a neuroscience major in college because I uh, actually worked a suicide hotline, strangely, um, at MIT, where suicide is actually quite a big issue. Uh, and uh, it was supervised wow. by a psychiatrist. And so I really became, I don't know, sort of turned on by this concept that we have crack the code of mental health and that psychiatry has all the answers and we know how to help people in distress, including, you know, the type of distress that would lead you to want to end your life. So I, I studied neuroscience at MIT and I, um, you know, sort of planned to become a psychiatrist. That's why I went to medical school. And on the way, I became very, very interested in women's health. I've always been a feminist. And so I thought, well, you know, there's got to be some way I can be a women's health advocate as a medical doctor. Uh, and, and so I went on to become a reproductive psychiatrist, which is actually a psychiatrist specialized in, believe it or not, wait for it, <laughs> in medicating <laughs> pregnant and breastfeeding women. And wow. so it wasn't until I was specializing in that uh, realm that I was pregnant myself. So this was in my fellowship, um, sort of hyper-specialization after residency, that I had this sort of funny moment. Um, I had up until that point only ever believed that medication was the only legitimate treatment option. I you know, was very, very interested in biochemistry and all the sort of seeming understanding we had of, you know, sort of the, the, the brain chemical theories of mental health and mental illness. And so I was writing a prescription for a patient for Zoloft, and she was pregnant, and so was I. And I had this weird feeling that I would never want to take that medication. <laughs> <laughs> like, wow. as, particularly as a pregnant woman, I would never want to take this wow. medication. It was such a dissonant feeling because I wrote these prescriptions every single day, and I believed in them, or I thought I did. So I sort of ignored that, and that voice didn't come up again until about nine months postpartum, my own pregnancy, uh, <laughs> when I was diagnosed with a Hashimoto's. And I was diagnosed because I had a routine physical uh, that made sense out of the fact that I was falling asleep in sessions with patients. I was super forgetful. You know, I had um, locked myself out of... Yeah, lost my keys. I got my ATM (laughs) pin. You know, I literally mailed, I remember, two checks on separate occasions to cab drivers because I left the house without a wallet. I mean, in New York, you could could get knifed for something like that. Like, you can't just wander around taking advantage of services without a wallet. So um, it was... It wasn't anything more than mommy brain, though, right? You know, I was told, like, this is, you went back to work at three weeks, and you have a lot on your plate, and so that's all that this is. So I, you know, I had antibodies in the high 2000s and a TSH of 20 at the time, and I, you know, I knew about Hashimoto's, and I knew what you did for Hashimoto's was you take Synthroid and you go on your way, you know, that's the deal. But that same voice that said, I would never want to take Zoloft, (laughs) cropped up again, and I sort of decided, I don't want to take Synthroid. I don't want to do this for the rest of my life. I know what conventional medicine has to offer me. No, thank you. I'm not taking a prescription for life. And I also knew that, you know, the patients I knew who had Hashimoto's never quite felt right again. And, you know, of course, this was in the conventional, you know, model. So I very uncharacteristically um, went to see a naturopath downtown. And I 
was quite desperate, so I listened to everything that she said. I took my marching orders. I changed my diet, particularly, you know, eliminated gluten and dairy, which for an Italian-raised American was a pretty right. tall order. What were you going to eat? <laughs> yeah, what was I going to eat? And, you know, I was a coffee addict. I was a sugar addict. I had always been naturally thin. And so I never, frankly, like, thought, gave two seconds of thinking about, you know, what I ate or didn't eat. I was, you know... Literally ate candy every single day. I would eat McDonald's. I would eat from the Bellevue, you know, hospital cafeteria, whatever. And so it was a pretty major overhaul for me. And within about a month, um, my entire inner functioning of my body changed, you know. Like I apparently thought it was normal for 30-some years of my life to, like, poop once a week. I never thought that that was, like, anything other than just something that women sometimes deal with. And or maybe just in your body, right? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's amazing the level of unconsciousness, you know, I was living in is extraordinary. And of course, you know, when you're unconscious about your body, there are many other realms of the life experience that you're probably right. asleep to, which is, of course, what I learned. And people so anyway, you know, normal. it was really through this experience that a lot of red flags were raised for me because I had never learned that, you know, it was possible to put an autoimmune condition into remission, and I did that on paper within six months. You know, now I'm eight years out. I don't take hormone or anything else, and, wow. you know, I've, I feel fantastic. <laughs> so this actually enraged me, and it sent me back to PubMed.gov, which I already had a great comfort level with. I've spent every single Saturday, literally for 14 years, um, you know, spending hours going through abstracts that I've saved on my computer and papers because I'm very interested in the stories that science has to tell and how, and how those stories mm-hmm. evolve. So from there, I began to unpack all that I had learned, all that I held sacred, you know, from um, vaccination to antibiotics to the birth control pill to painkillers, to all of these meds I had sort of taken without a thought. And then, of course, I entered you know, the hallowed halls of the Guild of Psychiatry, and I began to unlearn just about everything I learned in my training. And that's what, you know, sort of made me put down my prescription pad for good. Okay, so, awesome. you know, I have so many things to say about all that. I'm just going to try and start <laughs> with the story. one thing that I remember, and that is something you said in your book um, when you start most uh, lectures or, or seminars you ask everybody to picture somebody who's healthy or what you picture healthy exactly. to be. And that exactly. just really hit home for me. I did it with my, I did it with my husband because we have a, an issue with our son and, of course, me, my health. And, and uh, so, you know, we, we need some overhauls here, and I need yes. some backup from someone who's MIT-trained and hot. My husband's going <laughs> to listen, right? Oh, my God, that's funny. My my so, ultimate okay. credential. Diana, <laughs> can we can we talk about what his major issue is? What is his major issue with um, with food? He's got lots of major issues. He's got food issues. He doesn't want to. He doesn't believe that you know. A long time ago, if if they ate you know grains and all that stuff, how in the world? Yeah, yeah, okay. You know the pesticides and all that stuff, but you know we for a while until just you know this past July, Kelly, I lived in Costa Rica for eight years, so he's wow. like you know. But, the meat's different here. And, you know, like, you know, he just, so he has a yes. thing with, with food. But I was asking him that because I wanted to, to see what his thought was. And, and one of the things, again, you say in your book is, you know, think somebody healthy. And we have this innate ability to be able to 
to realize what healthy is without really right. like having a definition of it. That's I think right. that's fantastic because I do picture, you know, someone like, for me, it's like a zen healthy. It's like this ultimate, like my face gets like right now I'm animated. And then when I think about this healthy person, I like, oh, and my face relaxes and I'm just like, yes. oh, yes. that's what I think of, right? Okay. Sorry. Yes. Go ahead. Yeah. I mean, it's yes. an ease, right? It's an ease in your, in your body. And I think oh. this is, this is the amazing sort of, crossroads that we are all entering, but particularly in this country, where we have been told a story about what health is, and we've been told that it has to do with managing your body when it makes you manage it, right? And that is, you know, symptom suppression, and that is the conventional pharmaceutical approach to health, this idea that the body is fundamentally flawed, you're born with a bunch of problems that are going to manifest at different times, and when they do, then you go to your doctor and you be a good patient and you take your medication. But, you know, the the crossroads that we're at is revealing to us that there's a deep bankruptcy in that belief system. We feel it. Right? And that's what you and I are talking about when we say that we know what healthy is. We feel inside ourselves what it means to be healthy, and we know that it has nothing to do with a prescription bottle. Right? And we probably have a sense that like food-like products that we are taking out of a package with ingredient lists, we probably have a sense that chemicals that were designed to be, you know, industrial descaling agents shouldn't be in our food supply. We probably have right. an innate sense that injecting our children with metals and, you know, aborted fetal tissue might there might be more to the story than it's a great idea, right? So this is what I'm asking people to tap into is that sense because we could argue science. I could argue science with your husband till we are both blue in the face because you can cherry pick the science to tell exactly the story that you want to tell. I know that because I've been on both sides, right? So that's why it's not about arguing the science. The science is an interesting, you know, an elegant support system for a belief that already exists. And once you have tapped into what your story is, then you can work with the science to help pave that path for you. And that's pretty much what I've done. And, you know, what I would say to your, your husband is pretty simple. I get it because I used to think that way. You know, I used to think like, oh, come on, what's a little sugar? Oh, big deal. All these like, you know, neurotic, you know, health nuts people like making around. themselves. Huh? Neurotic people running around, right. Exactly, making themselves sicker because they're so, you know, concerned about every little detail about their food and whatever. But I never <laughs> cured a single patient when I was using pharmaceutical products, never one time. The best outcome I could have hoped for was somebody who was no longer in crisis but was basically managing and functioning, meaning punching the clock. I mean, today mm-hmm. I literally sit here on Madison Avenue in New York and weep at my desk with, with the outcomes that I witness. And now I have an online program with total strangers I never interact with for the most part, and I am seeing that this is possible on their own, that it doesn't even take me. It doesn't even take a doctor. Literally, this is like an age of self-healing that is so remarkable and it's accelerating i think because even in the past year i've seen more and more people come into radical remissions and to me you know my biased perspective and i know there are many different ways you know to heal but my biased perspective is that when you start with food and you work with what we now understand 
is food as information, you know, food as literally transferring through, you know, exosomes and these nanoparticles, epigenetic information to our system. It's not calories, you know, it's not mm-hmm. fat, protein, and carbs. It is literally a language that connects us to the natural world. And when you work with that, I mean, my, and I started to video document, you know, some of these outcomes because otherwise people wouldn't believe it. I wouldn't believe it. And, you know, that these outcomes are possible. So they speak for themselves. You know, I'm not going to wait for a randomized trial to tell me that, you know, I can take a woman off of psych meds and heal her body, mind, and spirit in the space of a couple of months with a food-based protocol because I know that it's happening. And, you know, I'm not alone. Obviously, this is happening the world over where people are seeing that these simple pillars have the potential for radical effects. And we're not going to wait. (laughs) <laughs> for, you know, industry-funded science to okay this. You know what I mean? No, agreed. Yeah. And I'm getting a little weepy, so I want to <laughs> add in. Uh, one, of th- one of the things that Tiffany was referring to was the fact that my husband doesn't understand, which I think is a great uh, next segment to our discussion, doesn't really understand how much food can affect mental health or right. your mental abilities. He just doesn't understand or believe or see or something that, your gut and your brain are completely connected because because we have a son who's 15 who's had problems since he popped out, you know, issues, behavior, and that kind of thing. And um, I mean, he walks and talks and looks totally normal, and then he's got all these issues. And so right. it's really hard to see that, that there is such a connection between your gut and your brain and, of course, Something everything's so interconnected, simple. your thyroid. Right, yeah. It's hard because we've been told a story, right, that it's all brain chemicals and, you know, it's, we've got it totally figured out and here are the meds and therapies that are going to reverse it or at least manage it. And, mm-hmm. you know, if it worked, I wouldn't have had a two-year-plus wait list in my practice while my colleagues right. are out, like, fishing for patients. If, if conventional medicine worked, then, then those of us who are in the holistic realm wouldn't be literally, like, drowning in the demand. So obviously there is something that people are sensing, which is there is another way. It's a gentler way, and it's a more effective way. If you care to understand the science, that's what I'm saying. The science is there. I mean, you can go to PubMed.gov, type in the word gut, words gut brain or microbiome or gluten brain, and you will find hundreds and hundreds, if not thousands, of abstracts supporting this other narrative. So the science is there if you're interested, but that shouldn't probably be the motivator. You know, I could, I could show you 200-plus um, medical papers on the effects of gluten in the brain literally to, to schizophrenic psychotic levels where you eliminate it from the diet and there is total remission of what was formerly perceived to be a psychiatric diagnosis. So this has become my passion project, you know, right. is to help people become aware of what I call the psychiatric pretenders, which are these totally reversible drivers of diagnosis, whether it's thyroid dysfunction, whether it's gluten or dairy antigenicity, you know, whether it's blood sugar imbalance, whether it's single uh, micronutrient deficiency like B12, 
or, you know, iron, for example, or whether it's a medication, you know, whether it's one of these medications, <laughs> there's so many, almost all medications have the potential, literally from antibiotics onward, to cause psychiatric side effects that you're not going to be warned about by your consenting doctor. So if you know that all of these things can drive a diagnosis of ADHD, a diagnosis of depression, OCD, panic disorder, bipolar disorder, schizophrenia, then at least you can go through the rehabilitation process and then see what's left. And what I observe is that after the space of one to two months, my patients don't have diagnoses anymore. I mean, I popped a, you know, a quote from one of my um, participants in Vital Mind Reset, this online program I run, uh, on Instagram yesterday. Literally, the quote begins with, my psychiatrist scratched bipolar disorder from my medical record today. So this is what we can do. We can literally disappear diseases. I'm not looking for like some improvement or, you know, oh, I think I got a little better. No, I am going for gold. I want people to think of themselves as mental patients, you know, at one point and then absolutely not, like absolutely shed that through this process. And I see that it's possible or I wouldn't be, you know, holding that standard. Dr. Brogan, we, we, I would love, do you happen to have a favorite case study to share with us of just radical transformation? I, I happen to, yes. <laughs> I have so many. Uh, I have so many. I know and you have a ton, but I know there's a couple that probably stick out in your head that you just go home at night and go, I just can't believe that. I mean, I will tell you even, about two. Yes. So there okay. are, both of these are video interviews on my website. Um, so you know I, I ain't making this up, all right? So the first mm-hmm. one is a patient of mine. So she flew, named Allie. Um, she flew with her husband from Kansas to this appointment, and I was the last stop. In a nutshell, she had been diagnosed with bipolar disorder, PMDD, which is about like the worst PMS um, you can experience, um, eating disorders, and She had been through the ringer, multiple hospitalizations, multiple very serious suicide attempts, like a laundry list of medications. I was the last stop before she was going to be going to uh, an inpatient facility, like for good, pretty much. Because every three to four days before and during the beginning of her period, she would become so psychotic that she would try to kill herself. At one point, she also became convinced that there was something in her cheek and dug a hole in her cheek requiring plastic surgery. Oh my God. Totally non functional, totally disabled by mental illness. This woman was one of the sickest women I've ever interacted with. Okay? So we obviously took the protocol pretty seriously because I put my, right. you know, license on the line every time I choose to work with someone for whom I am the last stop, you know? Um, right. Within two cycles, the first cycle was a little hairy. <laughs> within two cycles, she was completely symptom free. Completely. Now, you know, when I did the interview, we were like six months out, six cycles. She has never had a single cycle without symptoms, let alone six. And not only that, but she was waking up. You know, now she, you know, has experiences of largely actually through a Kundalini practice that we developed together, um, experiences of joy and gratitude that she never had access to before, a range of emotions and an appreciation of why exactly her story needed to look this way to get her exactly where she is. Mm -hmm. Now she is opening up um, a holistic center uh, in Kansas for 
tapering How awesome. adults off of meds. She has an autistic nephew who, whom she personally has taken into her own home to put him through this same protocol. So she's an extraordinary example. I'm publishing her case in a peer-reviewed index journal um, and such an inspirational woman. And the other Very example cool. I would say um, is, is a woman I, I never met, right? So she was not my patient. She was in the beta group of this course, Vital Mind Reset, that we launched in June. She was basically at the end of her rope, had shaved her head, was quasi-homeless, shaved her head because she couldn't even shower enough to manage her hair, um, bed-bound and collecting cans, literally. She was one of our you know, early course offerings. We were trying to figure out if this would even work. She was so motivated to do this because she read A Mind of Your Own and she basically was ready to kill herself and had decided that there was no point in taking meds anymore, so she decided to come off them. And that was didn't go very well. And so she learned that there was a way to potentially heal herself and something in her made her do it. And, you know, the fact that she did this course, you know, on food stamps, literally, to me is an extraordinary uh, piece of evidence that when you want something, you make it happen. So not only Mm -hmm. did she make it happen, but now she works for me, and she is one of the most extraordinary women I've ever met. Her name is Shauna. Oh, my God, that's awesome. Her name is Shauna. She also has a video interview, which I – I highly encourage you to watch because she's so she's like a visionary. I mean, she, I I cried half, for half the video, but she is med free. Like her life is her oyster. I mean, it's all ahead of her. And when, when we talk all the time, what are you going to do? Like, you know, because I I just feel such tremendous potential for her. Wow. You know that she could become an, an epic health coach. That she could, you know, sort of transform her journey into an inspirational beacon for so many people and it's you know this is what's possible so she went from you know being a disabled mental patient literally on disability collecting cans and on food stamps to someone who now is you know i mean she's literally one of the most balanced you know graceful sophisticated women i interact with on a daily basis i'm i am personally so grateful to have crossed paths with the, with this woman, I can't even tell you. And I never would have known that that's where she came from because I've only ever known her after right. the course. But she anyway, she, she's like my big coffee enema on a ambassador daily basis. too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, really? Yes. So let's jump into that real quick because there's so many things I want to ask you. I could cut you off a million times. And <laughs> I, I mean, I'm a, I'm a food control diabetic since I was 19. So I get it. I get the fat, the sugar, the mental health. I get all of that, right? I mean, my kids are amazing because they see anytime we cheat, you know, birthday party, whatever Mm -hmm. comes up, they see the mental health decline. People always ask me, four kids, how do they just walk with you through the grocery store? And, hey, mom, you know, what about this? I have people all the time, especially when they were little, because I was real militant on sugar. I'm militant. Yes on food. I really am. I me hate too. to say it. No, as they're getting too. older, as they're getting older, Dr. Brogan, it's, it's getting harder because I have to let them fall face first and watch it. And it's hard. But especially my 13-year-old daughter, she, she has just a, a, a terrible time, but she gets it. Now she's just having trouble controlling the urges. Does that make sense? For, oh, for the sweets and things I mean, like I, that around my, her period. My too. eldest is eight. And I know that's coming because <laughs> I've, I've kept them, uh, you know, really in a sheltered box. I mean, they've never had pizza or birthday cake or any of it. 
but it gets I also, harder. <laughs> I know, but you've laid the foundation, and I have to have faith that their body knows and will call them back ultimately, even if they have a foray into American living, that, that they will be called back. I have to have faith in that. I do. And you know what's funny? That's so funny that you say that because just this last Friday, she's, she's a dancer. She's, extro- she's brilliant. I mean, she's brilliant. I'm, I'm her mom, of course. <laughs> wink, wink. <laughs> she's brilliant. <laughs> but she struggles the worst with food. You know, and we have some, you know, uh, some good-sized mental health issues on both sides of our family. Mm. Um, so I, there's always those genetics that in the back of my head just scare the hell out of me that, you know, what if she can't put, pull herself back up? Yes, she, ha- she knows. She's been trained. She feels it. She knows it. But there's still that, you know, that possibility that just scares me, scares me to death. But last Friday we had that conversation of knowing and, you know, I told her, I have the faith. She's like, you know, Mom, I have these, you know, these urges and I this sugar, that's all I think about. And I can see the anger build mm-hmm. and the emotion build. And, you know, as boys come into the picture and then the mm-hmm. need to run for food. And I'm like, oh, my God, no. Yes. <laughs> and I told and that's her, where we just right have to trust. Her. Yeah. Oh, she was just crying. And she's like, Mom, what if I can't? What if, what if I can't control myself? And I looked right at her just dead on. And careful, girls, because I may get some waterworks here. And I said, I know you can do this. Yeah. I know you can do this. Yeah. You know, and it's it's so scary. This is my baby. I don't I want know. to go through it's the any greatest of the test that I went through. It's the through. greatest test. And, you it's know, the, the more you can test. model, you know, what it is to, to live life honoring your body, you know, that's all we can right. do. I always say that the greatest gift a mom can give that they're, you know, to their children is deep self-care and self-love. That's all I do. Yeah. You know, I am, have no idea what I'm doing when it comes to mothering, but I know that if I am deeply committed to my own self-care, that they will witness how amazing, you know, my life experience is, and they, they will ultimately be attracted to that. So it, it's, there's no recipe, and, you know, fear, we all know, leads us to make myopic decisions where, Right. You know, we opt for the quick fix or the reflexive response, and, uh, you know, that only ends up giving us an opportunity to dig our way out of that, you know, in the future. So that's the work we all have to do is to try and come from a place of trust, you know, over over fear. For sure. I want to reel you back real quick, and, and I apologize, kind of got off sidetrack there, but um, detoxing. Coffee enemas, your second case study, you said she is your biggest proponent mm-hmm. of coffee enemas. Can we talk yes. a little bit about that? Yes. Um, I, I could talk about this all day, um, but I will be, will be brief, uh, also because I have a patient in a couple of minutes. But um, I learned about coffee enemas from my mentor, um, the late Dr. Nicholas Gonzalez, and never would have taken them seriously had I not had the opportunity to, to work with who I consider to be the most important figure in modern medicine. Um, you know, this man, what he accomplished in his practice, I would encourage anyone listening to explore online uh, because there was, there, there was never anyone um, like him, and there isn't today, in my opinion. You know, he spent 27 years putting into remission terminal metastatic cancers and degenerative diseases that were otherwise left for dead. And one of the tools that he used to accomplish that, in addition to a personalized diet, um, was the coffee enema. And so I learned from the master, (laughs) 
And I implemented it. You know, I started doing them myself, and I implemented it into my practice. And there was literally my practice before the coffee enema and my practice after the coffee enema. And, mm. you know, you can you can ask my cousin, Leela, who, you know, mans the front desk, that it's, you know, it's a, a complete game changer. So now the outcomes that would have taken me maybe a year, year and a half um, are like two to three months with patients. And the amazing thing is that, you know, when you do one, you know if it's for you that day. And so um, I'll blow the surprise because I have a webinar, and we still have a couple spots, um, but we have like this ridiculous go-to webinar cap, so there aren't that many. But we have – I'm doing a webinar tonight. Um, we saw that. Thir- yeah, 30 Days yeah. to Vital You, and I'm just talking about all this, but in greater detail – uh, you know, my, my approach and protocol and sort of like the giveaway is, is this ebook I've been working on over the holidays about coffee enemas because I just feel like, you know, there are a lot of doctors who rightfully um, so would, would be a bit squeamish about like giving these instructions right. out, just, you know, whatever concerns that I apparently am not built to have about liability, et cetera, <laughs> and probably why Nick, you know, didn't ever do that. But I just feel like this is an ancient, I mean, people, literally, the, we have records of the Egyptians doing enemas. I mean, this isn't like some invasive medical procedure. This is something you do at home. It's very simple, and it's extremely effective for detox to the extent where literally you will feel, if it's meant for you, and it's obviously, you know, not everyone's going to love it, but you will literally feel different that day. So, so people um, should try it once. People should yeah, try, try it once, once exactly. And know the hardest part is getting the stuff. Yeah, honestly. Um, and then after that, you just try it once, and you see how you feel, and it sort of speaks for itself. All right. Top tips. Okay, so how, how many? Have to go. How many? Yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead, Tiff. No, no. Go ahead, Dan. Top. I was just going to say top tips for thyroid mental health patients. Those are the people that are listening to us. They're yes. thyroid patients. They're on antidepressants, anti-anxieties. We come to Kelly Brogan. Of course, we have to buy your book. But what do we do? The ones that are listening. Yeah. So top you know. Do, do as I did. <laughs> you know. Right. You lead with food, and I'm sure you guys have discussed because this is not a mystery and anyone who has put their Hashimoto's into meaningful remission um, probably has done so through elimination of gluten, dairy, and sugar. You know, I have since refined my diet pretty um, notably, but my initial plunge, what took my antibodies from the high 2000s to normal range was eliminating gluten, dairy, and sugar. And not like, oh, I didn't bring anything, so I'm going to have a piece of pizza at this party. I'm hungry. No. I am like a zero cheating kind of a a gal. Once you figure out what your body needs, there is no 80-20. There there is no like, oh, be kind to yourself because you made a mistake. I don't believe in that. I believe in discipline and commitment because those things are in your control. You know, there's a lot that's not in your control. But what is is the choice that you make every single day to respect your body, period. And then you'll you'll find out. What do you say, Dr. Brogan, to our skeptics that are taking thyroid medication, antidepressants, anti-anxieties, and they're crying and they're going, food's not going to work. Food changes are not going to work. What do you tell them? Well, then it's not for them. Then take your meds and have a nice life. I mean, that's exactly what I have to say. Suffer on the meds. Suffer on the meds. Right. Yeah. I mean, simple work. I am showing you the escape hatch. You want out of your experience? This is what it looks like. And, you know, again, I've proven this clinically for a decade. I feel passionately about this, but it's not for everyone. And if you love what you're doing, 
then by all means, do it. Everyone needs their own medicine. They need to do the treatment that makes sense for them. But I will tell you that if you are on Synthroid and Zoloft, you know, you don't have a mental illness. You have a thyroid condition that is improperly treated, and you will continue to complexify your health because each of those, you know, psychiatric medications that get added on have potentially, literally deadly side effects, and you're going to only be entering this mill forever and ever and ever. It's, it's, there's a better way. There's a simpler way. And so that's why I'm and you're really managing it about the trial, I love how the 30-day trial. I love how you say you're managing, you're not healing. It's true. Yeah. And, and listen, right. if it's working for you, by all means, like I'm not here to tell anyone what to do. But if you're curious about another way, then all you need is one month of disciplined commitment to just see what's possible. And then you can always revert back, you know, to, to your your former protocol. So that's sort of, you know, how I think about it. Oh. Okay, well, we, um, we don't want to let fan. you go. I'm I your big fan. I don't care. <laughs> we don't care about your patients. Tell them to wait. We do. We do care about um, your patients because we love the fact it. that you're healing so many people. Oh, no, it's, well, it's, and you know. It's an awesome privilege, you know, to get to do what um, I do. I love, love my job. It's funny because And you wouldn't my have husband, gotten there you know, throughout your journey. You needed your journey to get there. That's exactly yeah. right. And it's never awesome. lost on me. Yeah. <laughs> No. So true. Yeah. Oh, my God. Um, okay, well, just a, just one more minute, and then we'll let you go. I was just going to say, my husband, it's funny because, you know, you're saying, you know, your your journey and all of that, and, and, and you have been through the ringer. I mean, your story is amazing. It's funny because I was reading your book, and then I was like, oh, honey, you have to listen to this part. I'm going to read it out loud. And then I read like five pages out loud to him. I'm thinking, maybe I just need to read the whole thing to him out loud. You know, but anyway, just keep I was going. tired talking, right? <laughs> yeah, and, and I was like, you know, because he's a definite skeptic and all that. So he, you know, I was going, well, you know, this and this. And he was like, you know, you have to, uh, whatever the, the nice word is for, you know, appreciate someone who is so passionate about what she's doing and she's writing and all these things and she's got all this education and stuff and she's still seeing patients and she's still doing it. I mean, mm. and she's and she's curing or helping or whatever. And so he's like, you know, you, you you got to read the book and you got to at least try it because th- this person's out there giving it all her all. And I'm like, yeah, I love it. Right. All right. Well, I know? appreciate that. I mean, I consider it like a, a tremendous privilege and a gift to my life that I have this opportunity. I will never take it, you know, for granted. And, and finding purposeful work is probably the greatest, you know, challenge of every person's life. And I, you know, I, I don't forget that for one second. So I, I love mm. I love what I do. I love having this opportunity. I love what it feels like to have come into a truth that is so deeply resonant for me, you know, because now I get to just be me, um, and that's my work, you know, is taking care of myself and being myself, and um, it's a gift. So I appreciate that, though, that he's – maybe and I've I weaseled my way fact. into his uh, respect caverns. <laughs> he will. He will. Trust me. He just needs um, to read the book. But I love the fact – that that inner diagnostician, when you handed out that prescription to the pregnant woman, was Funny, talking right? to you long time ago. I love I that. I know. I love that. It's there. Yeah, we just tune it out. It is. <laughs> we do tune so it out. True. We don't listen to our body. We don't. And, and we just need to start listening. And it talks. It screams sometimes. But we, we do need to listen. Okay, well, um, this has been absolutely we want fabulous. To go I had something else I was going to yeah. say, but I can't remember what it is now. 
<laughs> oh, my goodness. We had so much to talk about, but we know that you have a very limited amount of time, and we are so grateful that you took this time with us. And hopefully we'll get you to come back. And, awesome. And, I appreciate it. I more. appreciate your openness and enthusiasm and thank you for giving me a platform to you know to share this i appreciate it and okay, don't I remember share your book and the vital mind reset with everybody awesome. I, remember, I, remember. I appreciate it share I remember. Light. Okay. cool okay so here we go okay so the bottom line is from dr kelly brogan you know food pretty much you know it cures everything you know food is thine medicine medicine is thy food you know it really is it. So OCD, anxiety, depression, start with food. That's it, right? Amen. Yes, that's it. I love it. Got okay. it. Simple. We have, we, uh, we're going to have you back. I'm going to talk to your twinsy cousin. I saw that on your Instagram. I'm going <laughs> to talk to so her. funny, right? And, <laughs> yeah. And I saw your little one of your little girls and her Bella, her little tummy, and she's so cute. Oh my God, um, those girls! Oh my gosh! Um, so we will we will chat with Leela, the cousin, the amazing cousin, and uh, we will have you back sometime. And we have had a blast. Thank you so awesome. much for what you do. Thank, thank you, you thank both. You, thank thank you. you both. Be well. Have Thanks. a wonderful day. Bye bye. Okay, I mean it this time. Are you sure? She's my favorite. <laughs> I am sure. I am sure I, I, her book is amazing. Her book covers so much of my life from childhood, not only that, but from birth, right? I mean, we, we could spend all day, I mean, I've got all these highlights. We could spend all day on this book, but there is one thing that I do want to just really quick for people because this, I believe, is the epitome of, of my life. And it says, as babies, our immune systems are deliberately clamped down so that we can learn from best breast milk, what to respond to, but just as important, what not to respond to. You know, I'm not, not blaming wow. anybody, and my mother had specific problems, but I was not breastfed, and my immune system was freaking shot from the get-go. I was always sick, the antibiotics, blah, blah, blah. You know, I know there's some, some women that, that get angry and, of course, feel guilty and blah, 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 but try it if you can do it. There is so much information there that we don't even know yet. We don't even know what it means yet. 500 unidentified oh. elements in breast milk. So, I mean, it starts there. It starts there. I mean, you can always, you know, heal and work at it as it goes along. But, I mean, that is right out of the gate, man. It's right out of the gate. Yes, it is. It is. I wasn't breastfed either, but, you know, both my kids were. So, you know, um, we've talked and mentioned, of course, I have several times about my son, you know, having some things and some behavior or whatever. And so I always think, well, right. you know, I breastfed him, you know, I don't, right. I don't understand. So maybe it just well, came from Well, there's health of the mama, too. A lot does come you from you. Saying? Yeah. There's health from the of mama, the mama, right? too. I mean, that's why we should, you know, we should have, like, you know, Dr. Brighton and, and, and Dana Trentini and Mary Shulman and all, everybody come together and have the forum on, on being well before you decide to get pregnant, you know, planning for it. This little, little person is growing inside you to give them the absolute best start out of the gate because we don't think about that, you know. I mean, I hate to say it. I, I, you just don't, yeah, it's just sad. You know? no. I <laughs> She's amazing. I know that I thought. I know that I thought that I wanted to, you know, feed my kid, but I also didn't want to gain a lot of weight, so I was very conscious about it, as, a, as opposed to I want to give my kids wonderful nutrients and all those, you know, things that are nurturing, and, and I wasn't thinking that way when I 
when I was pregnant. I was concerned more about, you know, vain. You know, I was more concerned about looks and things. And, uh, of course, if I could go back and do it all again, I would totally change. I know, but that's why we do this, right? That's why we share this. That's why we do experiences, right? It's the reason why we tell our kids, you know. We we want to avoid, we want people to avoid the heartbreaks and, and we tell them, we give them reason, we give them perseverance, resolve. That's what Dr. Brogan does uh, in her book. Dana and I are both reading this book. It is, I'm not a reader, just as a note, love medical research, but I'm not a book reader. And we both found that this is an amazing page turner. You want to learn more. You want to go back and Read it again and highlight and all the different things. A mind of your own oh, by I, Dr. Kelly Brogan. I, I got my, I have my pencil out and everything. I got my pencil. Oh, me too. I'm, I'm like reading it and I was like, well, now what was that? And I go back and I'm, I do love to read, um, but I'm not the best at reading, um, you know, medical type things. I love, you know, Dr. Isabella's book and I stand, you know, lots of the other ones. Um, I do too. Yes, I do too. I love her book. That isn't that one of the other books that I've read from cover to cover that was for me not you know, um, you know, where I just kept flipping pages. That was a cover to cover, same, same type of book. I mean, just, but what I love about, you know, Dr. Brogan's book is this is mental health, right? There are people that have mental health issues that don't think it's the thyroid, that have anxiety or depression and don't think it's the thyroid. They have normal blood work, blah, blah, blah. What I love about A Mind of Your Own is she gets into all of that. She not only covers the thyroid, but she also covers blood sugar, the other big kahuna of mental health issues, right? Any diabetic will tell you their, their, their agitation, the ang- bouts of anger that can be significant. I mean, look at her first case study. I, I want to watch those videos, by the way. But oh, we're going to watch these them. are significant changes that come from what you put in your mouth. Everybody thinks, oh, no, that's, well, you know, that's too easy. That's too easy of a fix. Well, no, it's not. Or it's too difficult of a fix. Because I'm used to my pizza on Friday night or, you know, ordering the kids and, you know, if I want to bite or whatever, I have a slice, you know. I mean, I don't eat right, pizza right. hardly ever. But, oh, you know, um, so I'm a not cheater. Just, <laughs> I know. But uh, it, it's, it's very simple, but it's very hard. And I think that we've gotten into, you know, this is just the way of life here. And this makes me really kind of sad. So I'm going to try to get through this. But living in the States. It's wonderful and fabulous, and I and I love it, and we love Colorado. And growing up in Texas, and great family and, and friends and all of that. But there is this um, underlying feeling of, you know, fast and fast food and and uh, TV dinners, quick. And, and there was never an emphasis on cooking and sitting down and enjoying food. There just wasn't at all. I mean, not, I mean, right. not in Texas. Maybe there are some states that, you know... It's more prevalent and things, but it just it was not that way until recently. And you know, I moved to Costa Rica for eight years, and, you know, it's all about cooking and stuff. Well, I was already to the point where I don't, I don't want to. I've already gone through life not really having to. I mean, I had stovers. Pop that right. sucker in the microwave. Right? <laughs> and so you have to kind of go back and retrain, and I think that's the scary part. It's the scary part for me. Because I lived my life a certain way, and now I'm going to have to uproot and change everything for my whole family, and it's not going to be easy. So it is. It's scary. Not only is it very simple, it's very difficult <laughs> at the same time. So that's my two cents. No, I mean, it's worth doing. I agree with it's you. It's worth doing. Uh-huh. It's, just, it's, it's definitely worth doing. It's just 
it's just it kind of like totally like her book and her and what she said. You know, it, it just changes your whole view of everything. Everything. Like if you, you know make, what? Like, go ahead. No, no, no. I was going to say, you know what I love about her is she is, you know, it reminds me of I had a um, uh, high-risk obstetrician with Michael, my first child. And, you know, I said, uh, you know, he said, basically, the the crap's about to hit the fan. You need to go over to the to the hospital across the street. And I said, oh, no, I got to go home and I got to get, you know, I had this beautiful birth plan and I got to get, you know, the, the music and he said, well, great, then, you know, you go ahead and make that trip, and you'll die, and your child, if they live through it, will, will um, grow up without a mom. And, of course, Joe, my husband, said, get your, get your you know, beep in the car. Uh-huh. But what I love about Dr. Brogan is she's very similar. She reminds me very, when, in that last segment, she's very similar because she basically says, if you want to heal, okay, I'm looking at Amazon. This book is 18 bucks. You want to heal? There it is. You don't, then, then go about your merry way. It's so and, si- she and makes it so is, simple, right? Thirty days, thirty days to do this. You I can change your eating for thirty days because then you go, what, what, what do I feel like now at thirty-one days compared to what I felt like, you know, thirty-one days ago, right? I love it. She's like, this is it. You want to do it? You do it. If you don't. Have a happy life. Thank you so much. Let me shuffle you by your fanny out my door in my office and hope, hope this all works for you. And she genuinely means that. If and you want to heal, 18 like, bucks, if, here's if my that. book. There's Vital Mind Reset. <laughs> you can do the course where she guides you, and I imagine there's recipes and everything else in that, you know, 400 or whatever, that she charges. Oh, I'm, grand I'm already signed thing. up. 497 bucks. Signed huh? up. This said, is my point. Said, She's going to tell you. How to do it. Right. That's, that's, she's going to give you the whole enchilada for 497 You know what I'm saying? Yes. 30 days. For people that have massive anxiety, that are taking Zoloft, taking all these antipsychotics and Seroquel and all of these different drugs, she's saying, I see hundreds or thousands or ten thousands of patients that do this, what I tell them, and it works. I mean, those two case studies, are you kidding me? That's awesome. Awesome doesn't even cover me. I'm such a terrible hippie. Awesome and cool are my two words. But it's, it's so far so beyond that. <laughs> what did you say? <laughs> I said, me too. I don't, I don't know what I said. I'm, just, I'm so in this Kelly Brogan Flowerfield moment moment. I'm just. And we're talking about the rest I of your life, been. baby. Life is amazing. So just by what you put in your mouth, it either becomes amazing or freaking hell. You know, they tell you right? this is gonna sound really this is gonna sound really silly, but you know, you, you buy a really fancy car. My mom had a really, really fancy car. And they say, Now, you only wanna put, you know, extra super plus positive unleaded blah 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 blah. You do not wanna use the other ones. Right? And you spend the extra money on your expensive car to get the premium food for its body, for it to run, right? You care so much about your, your car and you do that. So to me, that's an analogy that says, but we don't really care that much or we haven't been taught or trained or we haven't listened to ourselves to, to realize that food is good fuel for your body. 
I mean, it's yeah, it can be enjoyed, and there's all those, you know, I think about, you know, all the you are what you uh, eat. food critics and stuff. Yeah, well, yeah, I'm going to eat a skinny person. <laughs> so. Exactly, right? So that's uh, most people assume that with fat, and fat is the biggest best friend for brain health and blood sugar control. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm, I'm a big fat person, right? <laughs> Funny. I grew up on, uh, no, no, but what, I'm going to tell you something really quick. We're going we're to unfortunately get into a lot of my history. When I was little, of course, you know, hospitalized many times and blah, blah, blah. But my parents were, God love them. They're amazing, good-looking folks and, and, you know, kind really vain, you know, the country club, the tennis, the golf, the whole nine yards, right? So we drank low-fat yeah. milk because, you know, uh, you know, just, I don't know, I hate to say it, but fat people don't really fit in that paradigm. That sounds terrible and ugly, but it's an ugly truth. And, and I am overweight, so I'm not going to worry, but I'm fat and I'm happy. So going back and forth, I'm not fat. My kids always say, Mom, you're not fat. But going back no, you're not. to being rail thin, you know, 110 pounds, 5'10", you know, and mentally unstable, I mean, you could have blown on me and I would have cried or, do you know what I'm saying? And that whole non-fat milk and everything was low-fat, low-fat, like you said, eating to be the skinny person. I didn't do that. That's how I was raised, so that's what I knew. When I hit my early 20s and, of course, started to do more homework on how to control myself and started to eat appropriately for my brain and my mental health, my mental health issues went away. But I, of course, also gained weight. I mean, who knows if I was even meant to be that super, super skinny thin. You know what I'm saying? Supermodel, Tiffany. Like we've ha- we have this, this, this reality just so whacked. Our reality is whacked. It really is. It is. I'm just saying. It is. And that's I'm fat that and I'm happy. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's, there's that thing, right? So that was my, I mean, that was my point that earlier, the reality... In different in in different countries in in Costa Rica, you know, fat is gorgeous or bigger or whatever, and right, you know, well, so many countries. Just, there are so many countries like that, except for China. China's probably a <laughs> an exclusive of you know. Oh my God, yeah. I can't even imagine what mental health issues are like in China. But um, yeah, well, I mean, speaking we, of, I was so interesting saying she was on the um, the hotline, suicide hotline at MIT. I mean, I just was like, uh, I can't. Wow. How frightening. That woman is brilliant in, in multiple aspects. I love the fact that she's so well-educated, and yet she has a side about her that is very real. You know, most, most very oh, well-educated people can't tolerate, you know, uh, non-educated people. Let's put it that way. But she has a very <laughs> soft... Yeah, I mean, there is that word. <laughs> You know, I just sometimes throw things out there, and you just got to go with it. So, um, yeah, well, I was going to say ignorant, like in a nice way. I mean, that is a word, you know. So I'm just gonna it, say, it just means know, not knowing technically, but it's the connotations right? that have been put with it that are really not very, oh. not very pleasant, you know. But she does so for those seem to that be were very, very down to earth. She does. Very down to earth. Yes, I. We're gonna yes. hop on a plane and we're go, we're coming out there. Watch out! We're Dr. coming Brogan. out there to see her. I'm gonna knock on her door. Here we are. And <laughs> be like, I just want to hang out because you're down to earth and smart and and fun. And so we're just and then I think like you do. So screw them all. If they don't want just, to use their escape hatch. That's fine. That that's well and it right. There is a lot of truth to that. That is a brutal truth right there. Brutal. 
That is a brutal truth. Yeah. Real quickly, for everybody yeah. that was listening that was actually looking for more information regarding thyroid and the mental health, whether, you know, viruses, infections, things that trigger Hashimoto's, her book talks about antibodies being present that haven't affected the thyroid yet, uh, all the thyroid function tests, uh, the, the horrific effects of the pill and antidepressants on mental health and the thyroid, uh, where do people start with healing, the switch from meds to being healthy, um, you know, <clears throat> nutrient deficiencies, blood sugars and how they play a role, are carbs the enemy? She is not a low-carb person, just as a note, which I love. Okay. Uh, cholesterol right. meds, the whole nine yards, all of these things, drug muggers, nutrient, you know, uh, drugs that, that, that deplete nutrients, case studies, although her two videos have to be probably two of the favorite, but she goes through a lot of those case studies and everything, healing gut microbes, healing inflammation, OCD, anxiety, all of these things are in this little $18 book. It's all there. All, everything you want to know, Kelly Brogan, how to heal, the thyroid, things that go beyond the thyroid. Almost every single thyroid client I see has blood sugar issues. It's all in this I'm book not saying a word. right there. I'm not, say, and I'm then not she saying has, one word. I'm not playing your dumb game. <laughs> you don't have to play my dumb game because I love you, and I know that you eventually will play it whether you want to or not. <laughs> no, but I don't want to. Okay. Oh, my gosh, her Instagram is so great, and her daughters are so frapping cute. I can't even stand it. i got to go check them out. I didn't see that. Yeah, you do. You do. Yep. Okay, well, this was um, – Hang the on, hang on, girl, I'm not done. Show. I can't talk about it. Oh, you're not? I'm sorry. Give Go me ahead. two more seconds. Give me two more seconds. Okay. I'm giving people more free resources. So at okay. Dr. Kelly, or not Dr. Kelly, at kellybroganmd.com, you have a free ebook. Change your food, heal your mood. Free ebook. Start there. You have her Vital Mind Reset that is starting. You have that program. All the help you need and her help along with it. You can read all about that um, and everything. She's got so much amazing, sane motherhood, drug side effects, everything, defeat depression, free ebook, the whole enchilada, kellybroganmd.com. Go heal. That's all i got to say. Yeah, Tiffy, out. Open up. <laughs> Open up your open up your escape hatch and crawl on out. That's right. Boom. Open drop the mic. The es- I love that. You have to make a meme of that. Open up the escape hatch and choose to crawl That's out. Right. That's right. She's not a loony kook. She works with patients every day. And if those two case studies aren't enough for you to believe that it works, then I don't know what to tell you. Close the escape hatch and be tortured. Wow, and that is pretty much her philosophy, and I'm buying in because I, I, I agree. So, woo. Okay. Woo. You can do this. Yes. Life is beautiful. Life is, Life is beautiful. beautiful, right? There's so many things to enjoy. Things to, you know, I mean, if you ever look at those people that have this lovely life where everything seems sane and there's no drama and you know right yeah that's that's the healthy zen person i was talking about earlier that's the zen person in your head dana that is the zen that's achievable look at the homeless woman 
I, I when we hang up, I'm going to go watch those. I'm gonna make my kids watch. Well, them I'm, me too. I've got. I already have it up, ready to go. <laughs> Set. Right. <clears throat> okay, guys. Now, this is just an amazing show. Lots of flower-filled moments. We didn't even get to call it out, but it was amazing. Thank well, she you had so much information. Yeah. She did, right? She did. Yeah. Um, I just had a question really quick, and I'm going to go ahead and answer it on air. A friend of mine is listening live. Her name is Kim Hecht, and we met when our, our kids were in Jamboree, and she's been a friend for, of course, all these years. In fact, our our kids were in the hospital. We were in the hospital together because they were born a couple of days apart. So she's listening, and she just asked how to be a homeless person afford the program. They they gave it to her for free. She was um, They were starting the program, Kim, and... They were trying to get the kinks out and work through it and, and before they really launched it. So it's kind of like a soft launch thing, and, and she was able to jump in on the program for free back then. So but that's she how said she, she got all of the foods. She said she got all the foods on food stamps. She did say that. Yes, she did. Yes, she did. Amazing. You know. Amazing. <laughs> so shout out to Kim and Abby, Wyatt's first friend. Shout out to Kim. Shout out to Kim and Abby. Thank you for listening. Shout out to Kim and Abby. Thanks for listening. Um, be sure to tune in, um, you know, and check us out on all the different social medias. We're, we have a Hashi's group where we list who the upcoming guests are. Next week we have a really neat woman who who brought uh, Royal Maka to the world uh, in the United States. And so that's going to be kind of a cool show. We're going to talk about pros and cons and hyper and hypo and all that kind of stuff. So. Awesome. Her name is Yana Muller, and she'll be on next. <clears throat> excuse me, and she'll be on next week. <clears throat> and I'm going to say Tiffany's awesome. line today because I want to. Of course, <laughs> Tiffany and I always want to remind you that wellness is a journey and takes continual maintenance and evaluation. Make sure to always listen to your own body and be mindful of what it's telling you. Uh, that could be a quote from Dr. Kelly Brogan as well. So totally. uh, listen. Right? Listen. Listen to your body. It's talking. This is Dana, your thyroid nation, gringa, tika, not living in Costa Rica. (laughs) And Tiffany Millen, it's a grateful garden. Bringing the collective voice of thyroid thrivers worldwide so that together, united we heal. Thanks, guys. See you next week. Thanks for listening. Great show.